You are listening to a Mentally Strong Choice Mapping Interview. I am your host, Dr. B, a doctoral-prepared psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner with over 20 years of clinical experience. But my real expertise comes from the fact that I have experienced and continue to experience unimaginable hardship. To empower others, I created Choice Mapping, a do-it-yourself cognitive behavioral approach for anyone to confidently say, I am mentally strong. Good day, Dr. B here. I have a guest uh, that is willing to share uh, some of her choice mapping journey. Uh, how are you doing today? I'm well. How are you? <laughs> we went over this. So <laughs> <laughs> you're well. Just uh, about 30 minutes, an hour ago, you were uh, not well. I wasn't. Yeah. Let's start over. So that w- so that's why you chose to choice map. Yes. Okay. So what actually came up as the the central thought? Um, so what came up was being frustrated. Mm-hmm. Um, the situation was that I planned, spoke to people, made sure all my ducks were in a row um, to go up to Denver Indian Health Center to establish care, um, and I loathe going to Denver, so that was difficult <laughs> um, to take the time and to take my half of my day to go up there. Um, and I went up there, took my time, and I didn't get my need met or accomplished, um, one of them being access to prescription medication. So felt that my effort and time was wasted. Mm-hmm. And um, what about the, the disparity that you kind of noticed? And then um, something else that came up with that was that I'm able to advocate for myself and to get the care that I need. Um, and I kind of am able to jump through hoops and play the game and obstacles and check the boxes that access to care needs. But it made me really feel for um, the Indian community, whatever ethnicity you want to choose, just people that have a disparity to accessing care. And it was just a frustration, I guess, on their behalf that these people that truly need care, if they're not able to do these things um, and advocate for themselves and jump through these hoops and fill out these forms. And if they don't have someone helping them, then they're not truly getting the help that they need and where there truly is a great need for them to get health care, mental health care, prescription, whatever they need. What else is making you frustrated right now in your life? Um, an issue around my nephew that he, he lives in Arizona with my family. Um, he had a about a month and a half ago, he had a stroke that's now leading to health complications, seizures, things like that. Um, so part of my frustration in that is coming out also that worrying that he's not getting um, the care that he needs, the care and all the tests and things that I would like to see done or at least having answers that those things are being looked at. Mm-hmm. And so you've kn- you've, you mentioned there was poor communication when you called the Indian Health Mm-hmm. service and poor communication with your family and we'll get back to that what else um, frustrates you um, something else that came up about within my thought map and being frustrated is um, my weight that one's something that's always on there a, a nice mm-hmm. you know when I can't put something else on there being frustrated about my weight's always a good <laughs> go-to <laughs> and how long do you think you you that has been an issue for you um I I would say probably around like fifth or sixth grade, I hit puberty before a lot of other people, so I was made fun of for that. And then, um, you know, feeling, you know, back in the day in PE class, they so lovingly weighed you in front of the whole class and, you know, did the little pinch the fat test. So that, mm-hmm. that came about 
nice early at about fifth grade. And do you really believe that you're fat? Um, I believe I'm not as the weight I should be for my height, but mm -hmm. probably on a belief scale of feeling that I'm fat, about an 8 out of 10. Mm -hmm. So I'll have to challenge that perception, um, okay. but we'll move on. Okay. So then uh, there's a person in your life. Mm -hmm. uh, we're not going to name the names that, that is uh, causing frustration. Tell me about that. Um, so this person, they, they're going through their situation, but they choose to victimize themselves. And so that's really a frustration where, um, you know, woe is me, you know, this is so awful, whatever they're going through. Um, and it seems like any situation that they're able to make themselves a victim, like it's raining outside, they're a victim. It's sunny outside, they're a victim. <laughs> um, so that's really frustrating to see this person kind of taking a backseat to their life rather than being an advocate and trying to be a better version of themselves and working harder to overcome or fix their own personal obstacles and struggles. Why is that a frustration for you? That's not your life. But someone that they're closely related to is also um, closely connected in my life and I see the consequences and the impact of that person and how um, the, the central person, but the person that it affects, I see how the central person, their choices, decisions, and actions negatively impact the other person that we both share a, a mm -hmm. strong bond with. Okay. So what about in your childhood? Can you remember the first time you felt frustrated? Um, it was probably when my parents divorced. Mm -hmm. um, I was really young, but with that it was a constant... Um, changing homes, having to manage two households, and then we would also, nowadays kids change once a week, we had to change homes twice a week. So I constantly felt um, in limbo, that I was always moving around, I always had a bag packed ready to go wherever. Mm -hmm. And so a lack of stability and, and consistency. So I noticed something here that you did not write down. <clears throat> All of the things that frustrate you, you have very little control over. Mm -hmm. Do you see that as a trigger for you? Yeah, I don't like it. But I don't want to say I'm a controlling person. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How does God fit into all of this? Um, so when it originally happened that I was in the moment of feeling frustrated, I wrote down God because there was a frustration in the moment feeling frustrated that all this hard work and working on things and sacrifices um, to get these goals and visions that I have individually for myself and that my husband and I have for um, our family that you know we're doing all this hard work and it's not you know we're not making progress but after I mapped it out and was able to sit back and meditate and reflect I was able to you know kind of separate that out that actually um, God is providing, God's leading us to where we need to be, and that, um, you know, we are making those goals and those things are happening, and we're actually getting closer and closer to those things that we've worked so long and so hard for, so mm -hmm. maybe so it's a you little... You kind of work that one out yourself. Yeah. Okay, good. So um, that's the, the phase one. As we move into phase two, we try to organize all of these thoughts into manageable um, bite-sized pieces of, of things that we need to work on for ourselves. So what um, sections kind of came out for you that you need to work on? Um, so I did learn in doing this particular thought map that it hadn't come out before that one of my triggers is poor communication. Mm -hmm. um, and also another one of my triggers is wasted time or inefficiency. 
Um, my constant one that's always there is my negative thought about my weight. Um, and then didn't I add one up there? You just ignored? You did. <laughs> <laughs> the lack of control being a trigger, that's, that's one that I'll have to work through because I also kind of equate that feeling lack of a control. Does that mean I'm a controlling person? Mm-hmm. Um, so but I think you can separate those okay. um, because you're not trying to control other people. You're trying to control your environment and how it influences you, and you can't always do that. Okay. Um, but good. So what do we do with our triggers? Um, we identify our triggers, and we're able to control how we react to them. Mm-hmm. So Very good. it doesn't come a blown-out situation. <laughs> good. So um, what other sections kind of came out? Um, so the negative thoughts, weight, that one's always a fun constant there. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of things that came up on my map were anxiety and worry. And then something um, else that came out was within injustices. The category of injustice is, again, feeling for the disadvantaged population. Okay. Did you do any choice opportunities specific to this map? I did not. Okay. So one of the ones I would um, suggest is um, a choice opportunity called making anxiety productive um, so that we can kind of turn this energy into productive energy. Okay. Um, this negative thought, uh, you mentioned that it's a constant, that it's always there. What could you do about that? So I can keep doing the things that I am doing, um, you know, making healthy choices, counting calories, um, doing, you know, exercise, those kinds of things. But also, as far as my power of choice, I filled in to be patient, allow for grace, and to keep in my mind that my husband desires me. Mm-hmm. As I am right now. <laughs> so um, you've done a couple of these choice maps. You've been working on this for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and one time I told you, not related to this specifically, but at a different, um, to do the personal mantra. Mm-hmm. You remember that? Yep. What came out of that? What is your personal mantra? My personal mantra is that I am confidently beautiful, intelligent, and sexy. Okay. Very good. So um, just... You know, we also have to kind of change those negative thought patterns around uh, weight is just a a number, right? Right. Feeling sexy at whatever weight you are. Good. So moving on to the last phase, your personal vision. Mm -hmm. What kind of things came up specifically to this map? Um, So things that I added for personal vision is... um, to be involved with my extended family, um, to have a healthy, fulfilling marriage, that one's one of my constants, Um, work on access to health care, continue working on being debt-free, and then one of my constants is weight. You have lots of personal visions. (laughs) (laughs) Dream big. Good. What can you do now? Um, As far as weight, um, I said, you know, continue, again, calorie counting, exercising, um, one of the things I noticed is I need to be able to see progress. Um, so something new that came out within this personal vision is to check in with myself weekly and do a personal reflection on how I did that week and give myself praise. So was it helpful to kind of do this whole choice map and, and put it on paper? It was, and even though I've gone through and done all four phases before, it was still helpful to take the time and give attention to each phase and make sure that I write things down and that 
by writing things down, it's also me making that commitment to myself. Good job. Well, thank you. Thank, thank you, you for um, being vulnerable with us today. We appreciate it. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about choice mapping, visit our website at www.mentallystrong.com. And remember, you too are mentally strong.